Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim on Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom, and we have a very short podcast this session, which is Mishnah Vav of the second parak of Masachet Kiddushin at the very bottom of Daf Nun Amr Aleph. We left off the previous podcast. So somebody gave two women one pruta, which means there's no good Kiddushin here, or he gave one woman less than Shavar Pruta. Even though he sent gifts worth more than a pruta, significantly more, afterwards, nonetheless, uh, meaning that when he sent the gifts afterwards, he was sending them not as kiddushin, but on the assumption that the original kiddushin were good, and now these were just gifts he was sending in advance of the actual marriage. The same thing applies if a katan gives kiddushin, and then, after he is of age, he sends sivlonot, uh, even though the sivlonot are worth significantly more. Nonetheless, the kiddushin are valid because he's sending the sivlonot, al-dat, the original kiddushin. Utsricha, why do we need all three cases in the Mishnah of two women with one pruta, a woman with less than a shavar pruta, and a katan? Diashvin and shavar pruta, if I had the first case of the two women with shavar pruta, so I would say, Aidi karnafik mamona mine toi, he would think that since he spent on a real pruta, he would have made the mistake, and thought that the kiddushin were valid, and now the sivlonot are extra. But if he sent less than a Shavar Pruta for Kiddushin, he'd say, everybody knows that's no good. And therefore, he knew that it wasn't Kiddushin, and the Sivlonot were the Kiddushin. When he sends the Sivlonot, he really intends them to be Kiddushin. That's what I would have thought. And if I had the first two cases, which is two women with a Pruta and one woman with less than a Pruta, I would say, Mishum the main pruta, the pachem shara pruta, lo kimli hum in the name chinshi. People are not so careful; they're not so exacting to understand the difference between a pruta and a pachem shara pruta. Um, and therefore, in either case, he thinks that the kiddushin are good, and therefore the sivlonot are not for that. About katan shekidesh, but if he was a katan, hakoyedin shen kiddushin katan klum. Everybody knows that that's invalid. So ema kikomeshadar kizivlonot adatid the kiddushin kikomeshadar. So I would think that when he sends the sivlonot, that's really for kiddushin. Kamash malan that even then it's not. All right. In Maravuna Amar Choshin the sivlonot, Ravuna says we are concerned. That Sivlonot may be acting as Kiddushin. We'll see what the case is. So Rabban and Ravuna are in agreement that Choshin the Sivlonot, and it seems to go against our Mishnah. Choshin the Sivlonot means that we have to take into account the possibility that if there were invalid Kiddushin here, and then he sent Sivlonot which were valid, that may be the Kiddushin. Now, Amar Rabba Umotvina Nashmatin. Rabba says, I and Ravuna have this position, uh, and we challenge it, as we've been challenged from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says that even sending Sivlonot afterwards mean nothing if the original Kiddushin were invalid. And Amar Le'abaye, Abaye then said to Rabbah, you're not so challenged. The Mishnah explains its reason. After a while, the Sivlonot meaningless because the Sivlonot were sent atop the original Kiddushin. But, and we'll see how this plays out. Some people read it, not as a discussion between Rabbi and Abai, but rather, I can prove to you that Choshin the Sivlonot. Why? Look at our Mishnah that gives the reason, that it's because the Sivlonot are not, are not sufficient, because, or not relevant, because he sent it on the back of the original Kiddushin. So it's only in the case where there was some sort of awkward, insufficient Kiddushin that the Sivlonot are meaningless. Habalma have a Kiddushin. Baalma meaning in a normal case where there were no Kiddushin, the Sivlonot are Kiddushin. 
All right, so Rabbi Nan saw our Mishnah really as being supportive. So now, via Abaye, how would Abaye then respond to that? He said, Lomi Baye Kamar. You know what the, uh, the Mishnah is saying? The Mishnah is saying, Lomi Baye Be'almad Kiddushin Kal. He turns the reasoning inside out. He says, certainly in a case like the one that Ravun and Rabba were talking about, which Abaye clearly disagrees with, which is when Sivlonot are sent in the absence of Kiddushin, where there is no context of Kiddushin, certainly we have no reason to be concerned about that. He's not even going through any formal process. But even in our case, in the Mishnah, the Torah Kiddushin, when he, there is the framework of Kiddushin, Kiddushin, I would think that these Kiddushin are valid, that they're not. Now, my what's the result of this? In a case where they first give Kiddushin, then they send gifts, Chashinim, then we have to be concerned. Because we have to be concerned that the Sivlonot that he sends afterwards are really to make up for the Kiddushin. But if they send Sivlonot first and then Kiddushin, lo Chashinim, because it's clear that the gifts are sent, if you will, to butter her up and the family to accept his Kiddushin. Now, wait a second, if you first give Kiddushin and then send Sivlonot, Pshita, that we have to be concerned that the Sivlonot are going to accumulate and be added on to the price. Right? Because after all, he already gave Kiddushin. So, most people in that area, let's say, send Kiddushin first. And some people, a few people, send Sivlonot first. We might be concerned about the mute and say, therefore, that since some people send Sivlonot first, the fact that he sends Sivlonot proves nothing about the Kiddushin. Kamash Malan, that we follow the Rov. Now, So, Rav was asked a question in a parallel track. If a woman's holding a ketubah in the shuk, and then another guy gives her kiddushin. So what's the status of that other kiddushin? Do we say that the fact she's holding a ketubah proves she's married or not? In which case those kiddushin just fall away. Just because she's holding a ketubah means automatically she's an eshet ish. So my avila was the ruling. So Ravashi, and Ravashi does the same thing my Papa did. In a place where they first give Kiddushin and then write the Ketubah, the fact that she's holding a Ketubah proves that she already got Kiddushin. So her Ketubah is proof of that. But if on the other hand, they first write the Ketubah and then accept and give Kiddushin, then they were not Choshesh. Right? Because the fact that she has a Ketubah proves nothing. I'm a pshita, but you, isn't it obvious that if in this area everybody gives kiddushin before they write a ketubah? If she's holding a ketubah, I mean she's got kiddushin. So lo safra. Maybe talking about an area where sofrim are not very common. Maybe the fiancé found a sofer, knew he was going to give the girl Kiddushin, and he had him write the Ketubah while he was in town. And therefore, her Ketubah may not prove anything. Kamash Malan, that it does, in an area where the Kiddushin are given before the Ketubah, having the Ketubah does prove, indeed, that she is Mekudeshet, and accepting Kiddushin from anybody else will be meaningless. We'll stop at this, part, at this point and pick up with the next Mishnah, Mishnah Zion, which is going to take us into the very naughty area of Kiddushin, She'enan Mesurin Labia, and the famous Machlok between Rava and Abaya. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful day.